0: Are you or do you know a person who talks a lot? You know, just keep on talking? Are you or do you know a person who talks a lot and doesn't listen? No person like that? Are you or do you know a person who talks a lot and doesn't listen and doesn't have their mind turned on? Never mind. As I say, the mouth is in fifth gear, the ears are shut, and the brain hasn't been turned on yet. We'll just leave it at that. There's a person like that in the Bible who talked, who didn't listen, and his mind wasn't turned on. And that person was St. Peter. Jesus said, the Son of Man must die and rise again. And Peter said, no way, Lord, that must never happen to you. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. And Jesus said, when I am crucified, you will all abandon me. And Peter said, never will I abandon you, Lord, not I. I'll stick with you through thick and thin. How many times did Peter betray Jesus? I don't know the man, I tell you. When Jesus was arrested, it was Peter, the brave soul, who foolishly pulled out the sword. Peter ran his mouth. He didn't listen many times. What? His brain wasn't turned on. But following our Lord's resurrection... By the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter was a different person. He matured. He developed. He grew. He changed. He became Christ-like. So when Jesus reinstated him, go ahead and read that with me. This is what Jesus told Peter. But. Stop right there. Peter, even though you ran your mouth, you didn't listen, many times your head wasn't turned on. Jesus told Peter that one day he would be martyred for his faith. Legend, it's not even not historically accurate, legend had it that how was Peter, how did Peter die? He was what? Crucified upside down in the Roman Colosseum with Caesar looking at him eye to eye. Peter developed, Peter grew, Peter matured, Peter changed. He was a different person by the grace of God. He developed. You and I, we hear a lot about human development today. Now, that's not a picture of me, but we hear a lot about human development, all right? Bigger, stronger, faster. When I was in high school, if you ran a five-minute mile during a cross-country race, you were all state. Today, there's hundreds of high schoolers that can do it. When I was in high school, way back in ancient history, if you weighed 250 pounds, you would be a big lineman. Today, there's dozens of kids in all grades who walk through the hallway, We are just bigger, stronger, faster, always setting world records. And to some people, that's human development. Look how big and fast and strong we are becoming. I knew eighth graders who played Lutheran high school basketball who could slam dunk rather easily. To some people, human development is bigger, stronger, faster, but what you and I hear a lot about is human development when it comes to science and technology. Go ahead, take a look. That's an actual picture. No, it's not parents with teenagers or someone trying to reason with a politician. Okay? Right? That is a headache cure from 1890. So, even in 1890, that's how people try to cure headaches. Now, we can think of different reasons for that, right? Okay? (laughs) Look how far medicine has come since 1890. Right? Stem cell research. There was a member in my previous congregation who was diagnosed with leukemia. So at Loyola Hospital in Chicago, his brother decided to donate his blood for his brother. But it wasn't a blood transfusion. The brother sat in a high-tech machine that circulated his blood over and over and over and over again. He sat there for five hours. That machine was collecting his blood's T-cells be injected into his brother. How far science and technology has become. Chris Bolin was injured in an accident in California due to the USC neuroscience department. His own cells were being able to use to regenerate muscles in his shoulders so he can begin to use them again. The machine on the right is called a 3D printer. Anyone know what I'm talking about? In East Peoria, there's one there. For a couple of bucks, you can take a 2D image and be printed in 3D image in plastic. I haven't been in Defiance Library yet. There's a company called Organo in which you and I can infest, and their hope is to 3D image precisely our hearts, our organs, our livers, our spleen. Who knows? Maybe somebody get a new brain. That's where science and technology has taken it. To many people, this is the next level of human development, and we say wonderful. But let's be honest. You watched the news yesterday, today we heard of El Paso and Dayton. Is human, are we really developing better? I don't know, we have more technology, but it doesn't seem like life is any better. And also, especially for the younger folks here, we hear stuff like this. We watch movies like X-Men. It's the next step in human development and human evolution. Supernatural powers, or the movie Limitless, where medicines gives us abilities we never had before. To a lot of people, this is the next step in human development, whether it's bigger, faster, stronger, or more medical technology, or even this stuff that's supposed to take place in the future. But we all see that that's not quite true. But St. Paul does talk to us today about real human development. He says this, Set your hearts on things above. Set your mind and hearts on things above where you have been raised with Christ. Your old self has been crucified. Your new self has risen in Christ. And set your hearts and minds on that. That's the next step in human development. Set your minds on things above, heavenly things, that you and I become Christ-like, divine. There is no ceiling. It is limitless as we become Christ and Christ-like by the power of the Holy Spirit. Real development is not being brainier. Real development is not being cooler. It's not being hipper. It's not being prettier. As Mike McGee shared with us, it's not being richer as we heard about the fool and his two barns full of goods and his life is required tonight. It is not being more assertive and this is going to sound rather odd. It's not being religious. What do you mean by that? Well, there are a lot of religious people who aren't nice, don't love, go through the motions, use the church and others, and know very little of Jesus and scripture. So in our society, religion's not a good word. A lot of people who are religious are like that. See, Christianity is not a religion. It's a forgiving relationship with Jesus. Martin Luther once lamented religious people. Luther said this, I would rather buy a very good pair of shoes made by a non-believer than buy a lousy pair of shoes with a cross on it, made by a religious person. The next step in human development is necessarily being religious or any of those things. Real development is this, a child of creation to a child of God. You've been raised with Christ, set your hearts and minds on things above. A lot of people know that God made them. A lot of people know that God made the world. A lot of people believe in God. But the next step in development is that we become children of God. Forgiven and renewed. They're being molded and developed into the likeness of Christ. Into a child of God to be Christ-like. You see, real development is a child that God knew. Jesus is not in the fixer-upper business. Jesus is not in the rehabilitation business. What's Jesus into? I make all things new. For us sinners, he crucifies our old nature and our new nature in him rises. There is a student at a Lutheran seminary in Norway, and he thought long and deep, and the next day, The Lutheran seminary student in Norway went in and told his Lutheran professor, Professor, I gave my heart to Jesus this morning. And the Lutheran seminary professor looked at him and said, Why would God want your dirty old sinful heart? You see, we don't give our heart to Jesus. Jesus forgives and renews us. Jesus gives us his heart. Jesus redeems and forgives and blesses us that we might be new. I make all things new. As Saint Paul says, "The old has gone, the new has come." Isaiah speaks that even though our sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white. Christ makes all things new. That's the next step in human development: be Fre- renewed in Christ, who forgives and redeems us. Make all things new. So Saint Paul says this: real development is what? Take it off, put it to death, give it up. Sexual sin. Jesus said in the beginning, God made them male and female, and the two shall become one. Give it up. The blessings of marriage. Give it up. Evil desires. I want to be the best. I want to be the hippest. I want to be the coolest. Give it up. Give it up. Greed. Luther defined greed as neglect of God and neighbor. So it's not wanting more. It's neglecting God and neighbor with my gifts. Give it up. What else? Filthy talk. Watch any TV show and you'll hear plenty of it, right? No offense. Give it up. Malice. Anger in my heart towards someone. Give it up. Give it up. Slander. But then put on what? That's my old nature. Put this on now. Put it on. Who? Christ. When you and I come to church and we sing hymns, we sing hymns into our heart. When you and I come to church, we confess our sins and we repent of our sins and Jesus forgives and redeems us. When you and I come to church, we hear the sermon preach God's word, listen to it. Let the Holy Spirit bring it to you. When you and I come to church, we come to the Lord's table, not as something religious we do, but Christ's body and blood given for you. That's new. Christ-like. Being made into the image of God. New. Next development. Put on Christ. New forgiven nature. Notice what Paul says. Being renewed in a knowledge and image of God. Do you read poral prayer? Maybe a chapter of the Bible? Come to a Bible study. There's a red letter challenge. Listen to a sermon. Let your mind be renewed by the Holy Spirit, the power of God. I go to conferences, pastors go to conferences, teachers go to conferences that our mind might be what? Renewed. May the image and likeness of God. You are who you hang out with. A lot of truth in that. I don't swear a lot. It's not because I'm a good person. I could, I root for the Browns, okay, you know but I don't swear a lot. The reason I don't swear a lot is I work where? At church, and not a whole lot of people come in church and what? Swear. Not that I'm necessarily a good person, I just, everyone in church is rather pleasant and kind and don't swear. So it's really easy for me not to swear. But I can imagine for many of you where you work, where there's a lot of filthy language, that it would be more easier to what? Swear. You become who you hang out with. A couple years ago, My family's at Disney World. We were buying some souvenirs. There's a lady there who is very warm and kind and friendly. She had 40 years of service at Disney World. Well, she's actually a cast member. I said, wow. She goes, I love it here. I could have retired seven years ago. So why didn't you? I love it here. Everyone's friendly and kind and loving. Everyone's in a good mood. I just love it. Well, of course, you work at Disney World. It's the happiest place where? On earth. You become who you hang out with. If you hang out with people who do bad things and swear and discuss and swear and they gossip, chances are you and I will too. St. Paul, I'm sorry, Jesus says, do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. doesn't mean you can't have unbelieving friends or family members and love them, and be kind and warm to them and really enjoy them. But you and I will never be equally yoked with them. We have a hope. We set our minds on things above and heavenly things. We love and care for them and always will. But we're never equally yoked. We are called to influence them; they are never called to influence who us. Set your minds on things above. You are who you hang out with. Now it seemed that this would be the end of the sermon. Don't worry about our forty-five minutes. Okay, sit back. No, I'm just kidding. All right, okay. real development. When people see me, they see Jesus. Saint Paul says this: For you died; and your life is now hidden in Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit, people do not see the richer, hipper, cooler, fancier me or you. They begin to see Jesus in us. They begin to see, well, that's what Jesus is. They begin to see Jesus in us. There was a little boy a number of years ago who grew up in poverty. And as a little boy, he was pretty smart. He learned where he could get food. So he went to a local diner. There he hung at the local diner and the waitresses would bring him crackers and bread. Occasionally he'd be eating crackers and bread outside the diner because he knew that's where he could be fed. And one day, a wealthy businessman came through town and went to have lunch at that diner. As he walked in with his suit, the waitress met him and said, table for one. And he looked behind him and saw the boy there and goes, no, make it two on one bill. He got the young lad, had a young lad come in to sit with him. and made small talk, bought him a cheeseburger and fries. He sipped on a cold Coke, which was a real treat for him. And even bought him a Sunday. As the little boy was finishing a Sunday or making small talk, the little boy said this to the man, Mister, is your name Jesus? Is your name Jesus? Because I heard about Jesus in Sunday school and vacation Bible school, and you act just like him. You see, the businessman's life was hidden in Christ. The little boy only saw who? Jesus. Real development. They don't see me, don't see you, see Jesus in us. And when we fail, which we always do the cross. Forgives, redeems, and blesses us. Next development, set your mind, hearts and minds, and things above by the power and grace of God. Life is hidden in Christ. So let's put a cap in it. Next step in human development, look back to Jesus, look up to God, look forward to what? Heaven. Back to Jesus, up to God, forward to heaven. And then let's do this. We'll come all the way back here. Oh, oh. Did I miss it? There. How about this for a closing thought? Read it with me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And hang on. And all God's people say,